0: Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jo Wilson, and this is the show for women who struggle to accept their worth, but want to embrace their gifts and share their witness for Jesus. Our show today is part two of my interview with CJ Malasi, my friend and fellow author who has already told us her story or the part of her story about how she really struggled with loneliness and a lack of fellowship that caused her to go into a dark time in her life. Now, she talks in this part about how God and her relationship with Jesus brought her on the other side of that and has really blessed her in multiple ways. And by putting certain people in her path to help her become what he wants her to be and to live her purpose. So here is the second part of the interview with CJ.
1: The Lord taught me so much about what that looked like, how to love like Christ, and again, redefined my idea of what success was and realizing if one life, if my story can touch one life and encourage that person for eternity, that is a a success that I could never achieve on my own. That's something that God through me did and a work by his spirit and power, not mine. And that would be a success that would radiate through eternity. And I no longer needed a stadium of fans. I needed to just faithfully do the work God called me to and let him by his grace, potentially, hopefully prayerfully reach that one person with the truth that hope can pierce even the darkest of situations. And so that was that moment of, okay, God, here you go. Another surrender, I guess, another moment of here you go, Jesus. And then we, he, um, brought me to all these great resources. I started writing again. That's when I met you, Kelly. We got involved in the same ability <laughs> group. I started listening to this podcast and taking every course that the host recommended or taught himself and just started learning more and more about writing. But with now this goal of I want to reach that one, that one person with this message that God's put on my heart. And you know, and then I want to reach that next person if he if he will let me if he will be so gracious and that's kind of what pushed me to where I'm at now. So I have the first book published at the end of last year and the second one's uh, just about finished. So it's been a crazy process, and that's like the cliff note version. Kelly knows more of it even, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we, we have I've just seen God work so faithfully and just even like Kelly mentioned earlier the group he put me in that he put both of us in and just that encouragement and accountability and friendship that has improved my writing, even when it's not critiquing the pages, but talking about it and growing together as people and writers. It's been incredible to watch God work in so many incredible ways. So,
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that so much. Um, but you, so I don't, I definitely, I want to get to the books cause I can't wait to hear you talk a little bit more about the, the books. Um, but I love that you wanted to reach that one person because it's so easy to be like, well, I have to be this, 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 and this. Like you you look at the path, even once you get into anything, writing, anything that it is, you look at the path that people have done it before you and you want to try to follow it as much as you can because they know what they're doing. Uh, but sometimes it can get really hard because you get caught up in that in like the seeing the forest for the trees kind of thing you know like you're not sure and you want to do everything right and this and that so that's why like you said another surrender moment it's a continuous surrender Mm -hmm. because even in that yes he equips you but you got to go out and do it you know you got to walk the walk kind of thing but you have to, to surrender for him and I think it's just so beautiful too that you said that you know just reaching the one and just remembering that Jesus would call people out that's what's so amazing about him Mm. is that we're never I mean they are very hairs on our head are numbered like every part of us is is woven so beautifully together and wonderfully made you know like it says and we just I love so much how he takes people out like that and then he put that in your heart to really reach that one Mm. girl that one person You know, who maybe that's the only time she's ever really felt that kind of love from somebody. And I just, it's just so impactful. It's just so impactful because you don't know. I mean, think of the amazing things she can do with that and how she can share it. And then that person can share it. It's just, that's the whole purpose. It's wonderful. But moving on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the books, the one that you had just released and the one that's currently uh, in progress. I'll let you do the talking. I will talk. (laughs) (laughs) too much go ahead tell us a little bit about the books because they're so fun i am so excited for for the listeners to hear about it
1: okay great yeah so i have written a series called the talionis series and the first book is recruit of talionis which is about a teen girl who gets kidnapped and forced to become a soldier in a strange city called Talionis. And it takes place in an imagined future where America has fallen. And so the city of Talionis is actually built over the ruins of what was once Philadelphia. And the story takes place there. I live right outside of Philadelphia, so it seemed like the appropriate place to start <laughs> the story. And I wrote, this, wrote it because I wanted to demonstrate how hope can pierce even the darkest of situations so I have this teen girl who has her own guilt and trauma from her past that she's struggling with and then she gets yanked from her life and thrown into this entirely new existence that is completely different from everything she's ever known and she's struggling there to understand how to function how to survive even if she'll ever see her family again and the question that I wanted to answer is, can you find hope even there? Can you find hope when not just your past, but your current situation and the prospect of your future looks completely and utterly hopeless? Is there hope there? And so that was the question I wanted to explore in a rather dark setting, I suppose, but just that hope can shine even in that darkest of places. And then the second book, Fugitive of Talionis, picks up the story of Recruit of Talionis, um, but I don't want to give too much away by talking about Fugitive of Talionis. I, I do find that a problem when it's a book, two in a series. <laughs> so it continues uh, Bria's story with her friends that, and everything. But, yeah.
0: That's wonderful. I will have links to the show in the show notes to both of the – well, the the recruit of Talionis, but links also to your website. So if anybody wants to find uh, more about you and, and a little bit more about the books and your story – um, absolutely. But I usually like to ask, and I really, um, I can't wait to hear what your, um, thoughts are. I usually like to say, what is one takeaway that you would get, that you would give to the the woman listening today, the young woman listening today that maybe struggled in the way that you did or came through like a similar challenge, um, that, that you had, um, and I can't wait to hear your take on it too, CJ. Because I feel like your story is pretty, pretty different. It's a little, it's unique in its own way, and it's um, because going from from being young and having that um, confidence in Jesus from a young age um, is a little bit unique. I feel like at least, at least in terms of when we're talking about finding Jesus through difficult times and through darkness and yeah. such. So, because you can experience that dark. Now, we all can experience that mm. kind of darkness, no matter where we're from, no matter what we've dealt with, it can absolutely come. Um, so what do you think one takeaway would be for a woman, a young woman, similar to yourself, kind of going through a similar challenge? What's one thing that you would want her to really, really know and, and remember? Uh,
1: well, I think When I, specifically with struggling with doubts um, about my faith, that one was, it felt so much like I would be a pariah if I mentioned it, that I would be, no one would be ready to talk to me or even want to accept me at all as a person or a Christian anymore because I was struggling with doubts. And we all, I think, have points in our faith where we question God or we wonder about all the things we believed if they could possibly be true and i think one of the things that the enemy loves to do is isolate us in that doubt and in that space where we're in a darkness in our heads and sometimes our worst our our worst enemies are our own minds and imaginations and breaking from that and really being vulnerable with somebody you can trust people around you 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 might be surprised at how many have struggled with doubt at some point in their walk and how many have struggled with a dark season. And I think just recognizing that we can't do it alone. um, We do need others in our lives and it's okay to reach out and be honest. Like this is where I'm at right now. And then that's when we can move forward. And I just love to see Jesus with those that struggled in the gospels. Now it's, it's different, right? They were physical infirmities often that we see, but also, just, um, you know, demonic possession and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like the ones that he pulled aside and he talked to, it would be like the man who was blind and he's yelling out to Jesus, calling for his help. And Jesus goes over to him and he literally says to him, what do you want? What do you want? What do you need? And it seems so obvious. The man wanted to see, but Jesus asked him to identify his problem, to identify his struggle and his need. And that's when Jesus met him, after that identification happened. And I think so often we need to, before God and with those who he's put in our life, to support us and be there for us. um, We need to be open. We need to identify the space that we need God to work in. And we need to be like, this is my need right now. This is where I'm at. It's not beautiful. It's real ugly. I feel awful in it, but it's true. It's where I'm actually at right now. And that's when Jesus can actually start to work because he wants to identify the root of the problem. He doesn't want all of your Christian answers. He knows what you're feeling and thinking already. So first being honest with him and then being honest with those around us. Um, I if you're in that dark place, that would be my, my biggest recommendation. And if you don't have someone, if you're new to your walk with Jesus and you're feeling like this bombardment of crazy because, first of all, the enemy hates it when you want to follow Jesus. He doesn't like that. So he's going to allow struggles to happen in our lives. He wants he wants to push you away from God. He wants to isolate you. But in that time, like look for those people, whether it's in your church, I'm sure if you wanted to email Kelly or even me and just ask for someone to pray for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like we we will do Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So you you're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing. You're not alone and Jesus will bring you through. And I I remember being in that position like I said and not liking to hear that because you were, I wasn't sure if it was true, but on the other side I can honestly say In the darkest of valleys, in the shadow of death, he met me and he walked me through and brought me back to life. Mm. And he can do the same for you.
0: Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Honestly. I hope that if you're listening today, just know that you are not alone. And that's just wonderful, CJ. Thank you so much. Um, Was there any... Now, you you've kind of had the word ingrained in you. So it was there a verse because you've you've kind of touched on a few verses today, which I will definitely uh, uh, link in the show notes as well. But was there one verse that really resonated with you that really kind of helped you remember? Because sometimes when you're in a tough place, mm-hmm. it's hard to remember much of anything. You feel like chaos, even if you're alone, and in your mind. Mm. Uh, so was there any verse that really resonated with you that could help someone listening today?
1: Yeah. I, my verse that I think I came back to time and time again, there were, there are several, but one in particular was second Corinthians twelve nine, And it says, um, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect mm. in your weakness. And that was the verse that just, I think, was the rock I kept coming back to, to stand on. It's like, okay, Jesus, you, this is true. I'm going to believe this is true that your strength is made perfect in my weakness and your grace is sufficient. And, uh, that really was something that I watched him prove to me. It was like, this is your promise, God, and now prove it. And then he did. (laughs) So he really did show me Mm. that even in the weakest of moments, his grace was sufficient and his strength was made perfect. It's something I've watched him do time and time again in the years since as well, which has been beautiful. He's shown me that verse in new ways. I think that's one that will forever resonate in my heart. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. That's such a wonderful verse. Uh, And uh, we've talked about it on this podcast frequently, too. It's funny that you say that one, because it's it's very, very true. And Mm -hmm. it's... But... It's true and it sounds wonderful, but when it really, you are walking it and you can see it and you can see his strength coming through when you feel weak and completely inadequate, it is amazing. It's very transforming. I love that. I can't wait to put that in the show notes too. So I will definitely put your website, uh, links to your website, links to your to your book, and everything in the show notes for everyone today because we are about at time. And um, did you have any last encouragements you wanted to share before we go today?
1: Oh, I I would just say that like we've just been talking about, his strength is made perfect in our weakness, and be staying in the Word in those hard times. It. It feels like it's not doing anything, but his word doesn't return void. And so just cling to him and cling to those promises wherever you're at right now, in the good and in the bad, because in the good times, we store up for those hard times, the things that we'll need, even if we do it unwittingly, when we're actually regularly seeking Jesus. So, yeah.
0: Wow, what a great point. Thank you so much, CJ. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable and talking us through those elements of how Jesus worked in your life. I th- I'm sure it's, it's definitely inspiring to me. I, I'm sure it's going to inspire hope and, and our listeners today. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Kelly. It's always wonderful to talk to you. So I'm thrilled that I could do this with you today.
0: <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's show. You'll find links to what we discussed in the blog post version of this episode at eyewitnesspodcast.com. And our show is brought to you today by The Wilson Shop on Etsy. Beautiful designs and encouraging words can change the world. If you're looking for positive messaging on your favorite apparel, journals, and home decor, visit thewilsonshop.com. If this episode encouraged you, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app or podchaser.com. I'm so grateful for this time with you and thank you for listening.